Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Naturalist Capitalist. I'm your host, Reed Coverdale. I was originally just going to do a live stream and take questions, but I think I've got enough here to do a solo episode and I'm trying it live, so bear with me. I might... Uh, I, I tried to line everything up as sequentially as I could. I was going to actually edit a video and put it all together, but it takes so much time. This is going to be easier. So hopefully I can get through this kind of smoothly. Um, before I get into the show, if you're new here, please subscribe to the channel um, and also check the links in the description to other places. You can follow me specifically telegram and Substack. I'm putting out two to three Substacks a week. Those are articles that I write. Um, I could do them every day, but I'm trying to, you know, actually have something to say, not just put one out for the sake of putting it out. And I typically keep them pretty short and concise and to the point and full of information and full of external links where you can dig deeper into what I'm talking about. So please follow me. Uh, especially on those two platforms. Substack, I just hit 300 subscribers today, which is great. Uh, I've only been doing it for about two months. Um, and that's email subscriptions. It sends it directly to your email. So every time I write an article, goes straight to your email and you get updated every time. So check those out. So <clears throat> just in case you guys haven't heard, I'm sure you have by now. Um, I was actually up in Maine uh, kind of off the grid when this happened. So I didn't have my computer. I had a little bit of phone service. So I was able to make a couple posts on Facebook and put them on Instagram too about it. But Donald Trump was raided by the FBI down in Mar-a-Lago. And the reason they raided his uh, residence was because he apparently did not turn over all of the files from the White House that he was supposed to. They were supposed to go to the National Archives. And he was subpoenaed a few months ago to turn everything over. And apparently he didn't turn everything over. He Apparently he still had something. So there was a raid. Um, as of right now, I still don't know if they actually found anything. I'm here. I'm seeing kind of conflicting sources. But as far as I know we don't actually know what he had or if he really had anything yet. Um, and there's a whole bunch of buzz surrounding this. You know, all the Trump people are saying this is a completely partisan witch hunt. You know, there's nothing on him. All the Democrats are saying Donald Trump has committed treason and he's got information he was going to share with the Russians or some bullshit like that. Uh, so, from some level heads, I have seen that they might actually have something something they can stick Trump with this time, maybe. I mean, who knows? Because <laughs> if anyone's been paying attention for the last few years, they keep saying they have something and then they don't. But uh, this is not from me. This is from uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano, who I saw on Clint's show yesterday. Clint did an episode, as you guys know, Liberty Lockdown has... Judge Napolitano on every Thursday. Um, I'm just going to play a few minutes from the clip on Clint show where Judge Napolitano goes through why the raid happened and why they might actually have something that could stick. And then we'll uh, move on from there. So here is Judge Napolitano. Well, as we speak, uh, we have learned that a grand jury uh, issued a subpoena to the president for all documents 
which he uh, had taken uh, from the White House, and he certified under oath that he complied with that subpoena. And then oh. apparently somebody that works in in his uh, premises of Mar-a-Lago tipped off the FBI that the president did not comply fully with the subpoena and was still holding documents. And that's what uh, prompted the raid. Now, if that's true, and if any of the documents they seized are of a national security level, we're not talking about a cocktail napkin where he played tic-tac-toe with the Queen of England. You know, we're talking about something, the revelation of which could impair national security, like names of foreign agents that cooperate with the U.S. Uh, the president, the former president, will be in very, very serious hot water legally. There's the potential for perjury by having told the grand jury he complied when he didn't, and there's the potential for violating a statute that he signed into law in 2018 over his anger and animosity about Hillary Clinton, which actually tightened the regulations about failing to protect matters of national security. So I don't think this is political at all. I say this as somebody who's known him and been his friend for 35 or 40 years and who was twice on his short list for the Supreme Court. I'm, I'm just trying to look at this as a judge would look at it. No, now, I you are that. you are speaking with one of the few judges, though, of course, I am now a former judge in the country who turned down requests for search warrants. Most of these are routinely granted. I can't imagine that this was routinely granted, given who he is. Yeah, so uh, that goes on for a while. If you want to watch that whole video, go over to Liberty Lockdown. Uh, that video just went up yesterday. I think it's the second most recent video he's put up there. Uh, very interesting stuff. So basically, as he just laid out, Trump was subpoenaed to turn over documents that he was supposed to leave with the White House that he had removed from the White House. And apparently somebody living at Mar-a-Lago tipped off the FBI that he supposedly still had documents he wasn't supposed to have. So that's why this raid happened. So I want to talk about the legislation that Trump signed in 2018 that um, Judge Napolitano is talking about there with Clint. And so I'll bring this up on the screen. Uh, Donald, Tr If Donald Trump gets arrested by the guy Donald Trump appointed for violating a law Donald Trump enacted, I'll start going to church. Media Matters Research Director Craig Harrington, evidently not a churchgoer, tweeted on Wednesday. So a lot of people are... Um, Kind of laughing at Trump for the irony of this because he signed uh, this into law in 2018 and this upped the penalty from one year to five years. It made this a felony and he was basically, you know, trying to tighten restrictions that would make Hillary Clinton get in a lot more legal trouble than she could have for her 33,000 emails. So I'm sure you guys know about this. She had 33,000 emails that were on a private server. And I think like 115 of them or something were classified information that weren't supposed to be on that private server. So that's what Donald Trump was going after with this legislation that he signed into law in 2018. If he does end up getting in trouble for his current kerfuffle, this is going to bite him in the ass and he's going to get in even more trouble. Um, so I don't know. 
that's all kind of still up in the air right now as far as like what the information is. If there is any document that he actually didn't turn over, I wouldn't be holding my breath that these guys are actually telling the truth about any of this stuff. Um, that might not necessarily be the case. He might actually be innocent. He might have actually turned everything over. This could be a completely partisan witch hunt. I don't know. Trump is clumsy. He certainly is. Like if, if you look at his presidency over the last four you know, the four years that he was in there, uh, it was clunky. It wasn't clean. He had people stabbing him in the back constantly. So I don't really know. Well, I guess we will find out, but we also might never know the full truth because who knows? The FBI is completely compromised They're, I mean, they are a partisan witch hunt tool. That's what the FBI has been forever. You know, it's funny. I'm going to get into this later, but it's funny seeing Republicans suddenly realize that the FBI has been weaponized against political opponents and they're acting like this is the first time this has ever happened in history. This is breaking precedence by going after a former president. But as far as the idea of the FBI being a political lynch mob, that's nothing new. Um, so, you know, kind of speaking to the idea of Trump getting... Um, uh, stabbed in the back all the time. I made a, um, I don't, I can't make tweets anymore cause I'm not on Twitter, but, uh, let's see. I put this on Instagram. It was from, uh, this is from, I forget what year it was, but Donald Trump appointed Christopher Ray to head the FBI. Uh, so he says, I will be nominating Christopher Ray, a man of impeccable credentials to be the new director of the FBI details to follow. So I said, getting raided by the guy you appointed to head the FBI is peak Republican. Hashtag abolish the FBI. So a lot of people are saying like, oh, well, you know, this isn't um, this isn't Christopher Ray doing this. You know, this is, uh, you know, this is Joe Biden or whatever. But with this size of a raid going after Donald Trump, uh, I highly doubt that Christopher Ray didn't know about this. Uh, this had to go straight to the top of the FBI. This might have gone all the way up to the White House, too. But certainly the head of the FBI knew about this. And Trump is just he <laughs> he's infamous for appointing people that stab him in the back and that uh, don't share what he says his vision for America is. You know, John Bolton, uh, Jeff Sessions, uh Bill Barr, like all these people, they fucking stab him in the back and they don't share any of the views that Donald Trump claims that he wants uh, for America and the, the way he wants our country to go forward. So um, this is just another example of that happening, of Donald Trump shooting himself in the foot. Um, you know, like I when, when it comes to Donald Trump, I don't like him and a lot of people know that, but I think. Donald Trump's natural instincts are better than his administration ends up being. Like, I think a lot of his administration ends up being way worse than it would have been with just Donald Trump's natural instincts because he hires people who uh, don't deserve to be in positions of power, people who have long track records of, you know, being war, uh, war hawks, being, um, you know, on the side of the deep state, as he calls it. So this was just the latest thing where he just fucked up, you know, and it's just hilarious to kind of see it bite him in the ass. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't have a ton of sympathy for him. Like, 
I sympathize with lots of Republicans who are realizing like, holy shit, uh, you know, the FBI really does hate us. They don't really, you know, care about American values or whatever. They actually are a partisan political lynch mob. I'm really glad to see Republicans start realizing that. But I really don't feel sorry for Trump at all. Um, and I wanted to share this clip. Uh, Kyle Matovic posted this on Twitter. Uh, it's from the most recent part of the problem episode with uh, Dave Smith and Robbie the Fire. Uh, I'm just going to share the screen here again and play this clip where Dave pretty well encapsulates my feelings on the situation as it relates to Donald Trump when with all this shit. So I, I just think that Donald Trump doesn't deserve your loyalty, Trump supporter. I think he, he did nothing for you. He is now outraged that this has happened to him, um, which is something about that that really bothers me. I mean, it's like, you know, we have tens of thousands of SWAT raids every year, but that's just like to the peons, to, to people. Who cares about that? The real problem here is this. I mean, like, they, they murdered Duncan Lem. You know what I mean? In his sleep. But this, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I understand why it's a, it's a bigger thing historically when this happens to a former president. But it's like Donald Trump, I, I think his people, Donald Trump supporters, should show him exactly as much loyalty as he showed to his people on January 6th. So those people I who think, just entered the building and are doing fucking years in jail have been held in solitary confinement and he disavowed them the next day. That's what you should, that, that's the amount of loyalty you should have to him. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> totally agree with that. Um, I forget what place it was, but Donald Trump was a few years ago, he was lambasting someone for pleading the fifth I, let me see if i can look it up real quick i meant to have this pulled up too um but that's exactly what he did in this case which is totally you're right to not incriminate yourself to you know to say stay silent uh but he was um hold on let me just look it up here Um, um, okay, yeah. Uh, last year, Trump was singing a different tune. During the presidential election, he repeatedly slammed former staffers for Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton, who took the fifth during a congressional probe into her use of a private email server. So he was lambasting them for pleading the fifth. Uh, and it hasn't just been Trump. It's been a ton of people doing this type of shit. Um, you know, like people were saying that about Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, people were, I mean, it, it's stupid. Like not speaking and not incriminating yourself is totally within your rights. You should totally be allowed to do that. And you shouldn't be shamed for doing it either. Uh, so people are going to do that. They should not feel any pressure to do otherwise. But it's just funny that, you know, he was lambasting people for doing it. And now he's in that situation himself. So um, I got zero sympathy for the guy. Um, and I don't know, like whatever ends up happening to him, I really couldn't give less of a shit. Uh, but I don't think that we should be wasting all of this anti 
FBI sentiment on just laughing at Trump for getting himself into this situation he's in. I think we should be trying to weaponize that to build camaraderie with conservatives and some of the left wingers who still feel this way, too, that we should be abolishing the FBI or that we should be you know, massively reducing its power, its funding. Marjorie Taylor Greene has been coming out saying we need to defund the FBI. And it was so funny because she came out saying this. And then I saw Nina Turner on Twitter lambasting her for it, saying, where were you when, you know, we wanted, you know, where were you when the FBI uh, killed Fred Hampton or Martin Luther King or, you know, went after these left wing protesters or whatever. And Jimmy Dore rightfully confronted Nina Turner and said, why do you care? Like, you don't criticize people when they come over to the right position. You, you know, you you criticize them when they have the wrong position to point out their hypocrites, when they finally have the scales fall from their eyes and realize that the FBI is a tool of the establishment to crush dissidents. That's when you welcome them into your arms and say, OK, you're on our side now. And so then, of course, Nina Turner said that Jimmy Dore is anti-black and he's a racist or whatever the fuck else. So that, that's just the that's the trope they throw at you now. You're a racist if you question anything about the official narrative, even if it has nothing to do with what you're talking about. But because Nina is a black woman and she you know, said something that Jimmy Dore disagreed with, that means Jimmy Dore is a racist now. Just absolutely ridiculous. But to Nina's point, you know, even though it was dumb to bring it up against Marjorie Taylor Greene, instead of saying, yes, you are correct, and I wish you'd been around in the past, uh, instead of defending the FBI and saying, like, where have you been before? You know, oh, yeah, now you want to get rid of the FBI. Instead, say, yes, you are correct. The FBI is nothing but uh, a fucking death squad for people who oppose the regime. Uh, they murdered Fred Hampton. They killed uh, Martin Luther King, like I said earlier. Uh, COINTELPRO was designed to go, you know, destroy these movements among the left wing crowd that were trying to build dissidents against the war in Vietnam, against police brutality. It even stretches back to World War One. There was this kind of viral clip of Ron Paul that I'm going to share next and get it up on the screen here where he's talking about the FBI going back to, uh, you know, World War One, um, how they were used to uh, disrupt anti-war protests, people who were against Woodrow Wilson's uh, foreign policy. So I'm going to share that on the screen next. Da -da -da. Um, okay, here we come. So this is posted by Liam McCollum, another one of my friends, and this went kind of viral, but here's the clip. Uh, you know, most of our history, we didn't didn't have those institutions. The FBI came in uh, during the First World War. And interestingly enough, the one thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the Vietnam era? Democrats used it there. Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches who disagree with the policy in uh, Central America. It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing 
uh, with policy, especially the foreign policy. So the FBI, although I don't think I could condemn everything they've ever done, because I'm sure uh, some of the investigations and investigation of crime uh, has been beneficial, but that could be accomplished through Justice Department within our states. We wouldn't reject that uh, portion of it. I think the, the FBI has uh, kept and continues to keep a lot of records on a lot of individuals. The CIA has only been here since 1947. Their record is lousy. I mean, just think of the CIA used by the Democratic uh, administration to murder. So, yeah, that was Ron Paul when he was running as a libertarian for president in 1988, pointing out that the FBI has uh, always been a political lynch mob. That's all they are. Uh, so I'm glad that Republicans are starting to realize this. I hope that this sticks because it obviously hasn't stuck with the left. The left used to understand this. They used to understand that intelligence agencies were not our friend. But now that they're hiring non-binary, transgender, you know, whatever people to their ranks, they're suddenly cool. And, you know, the left used to be critical of uh, corporations. But now that they have Black Lives Matter and gay pride flags outside, they're all good. So <laughs> all I'm saying is these, these revelationary moments seem to be temporary with both the left and the right. Um, but I hope a lot of conservatives are woken up by this and realize that this is the way the FBI always has been. It's not there to protect our way of life and to protect you and to protect Americanism and protect innocent people. It's there to be a bludgeon arm of the regime. So um, all that aside, what they did to Trump was obviously partisan, even if he ends up being guilty of what they're saying. Uh, like I said, you know, Hillary Clinton basically committed the same crime and got in zero legal trouble for it. And yes, Trump did up the penalty in that legislation he signed in 2018. But still, the precedent for like going after him versus how they went after Hillary Clinton you know, it, it's it's still unchanged. Like, it's obvious that the FBI under the Biden administration is purposefully going after Republicans, purposefully going after Donald Trump. Um, and I'm going to play a clip from Ben Swan here a minute uh, talking not just about Hillary Clinton, but also Hunter Biden. The Hunter Biden laptop was ignored during the 2020 election, and it was classified by the FBI as disinformation when they knew it was true. Uh, so the idea that this attack on President Trump isn't partisan is 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 ridiculous. So I'm going to uh, play this clip from Ben Swan and we'll go from there. Consider that only days ago, new information came out regarding the scheme inside the FBI to protect Hunter Biden during the last few months of the 2020 election. According to highly credible whistleblowers inside the FBI, this was achieved by refusing to investigate information found on Hunter Biden's laptop and instead, not just not investigating, but classifying the information that was found as disinformation, even though it was either verified or verifiable via criminal search warrants. An assistant special agent in charge of the investigation even attempted to improperly mark the matter in the FBI systems so that it could not be opened again in the future. Keep in mind, 
Based on the authentic Hunter Biden laptop archives, Hunter engaged in troves of highly illegal activity. So much of it, he documented and actually recorded himself. It seems like he didn't do anything without recording it. This includes the use of illicit drugs, prostitutes, falsifying firearms applications, tax fraud, money laundering, and foreign influence peddling. All right. Uh, by the way, someone pointed out, I meant to say revelatory. I made up a word. I think I said revel revolutionary or something. That's not a word. So yes, revelatory. I'm glad that Republicans are having these revelatory moments, but the left has had these revelatory moments in the past and they've been temporary. So thank you for that correction. My dad would be ashamed. He's an English teacher. But anyways, um, as Ben Swan points out, there's a ton that you could be going after Hunter Biden for. And not only are you not going after him, you're protecting him. So this is obviously all purely partisan. The only reason they're doing this is because they don't like Trump. But I think the broader point of what's going on here that I find hilarious is that they can't go after Trump for any of the truly horrific things that he's done because they are also complicit. And I, by they, I mean the FBI, the Democrats, the intelligence agencies, they can't expose any of the truly evil things Donald Trump has done because they're on the hook for them as well. So I wrote a Substack about this. This is why I want you guys to uh, follow me on Substack because you can read all these yourselves. I'm just going to pull it up here. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we're just going to kind of breeze through it. So um First of all, I just uh, talked about the raid and then I show the video I showed earlier with Clint and there's the tweet where Ron Paul's talking about the FBI. So this is uh, where it gets interesting. Uh, very, very similarly to the impeachment in 2019 over the Ukraine phone call, this is what the Democrats go after Trump for because they can't pin him on any serious crimes without also incriminating themselves. Case in point, during the 2019 impeachment, Tulsi Gabbard introduced a censure resolution to condemn Trump for actual war crimes instead, and it had no co-sponsors, obviously, because most Democrats had also conspired in these multiple war crimes. So if you guys remember in 2019, this was the first time Donald Trump was impeached. It was over a phone call he had had with Ukraine and basically said, like, if you guys want to look into Hunter Biden, then we'll give you this weapons deal. And we're just going to hold the weapons deal until you do that. And so he got impeached over that. And so Tulsi Gabbard said, why don't we censure him for actual evil shit he's done instead of this nothing burger that is Ukraine phone call. So um, she ended up voting present on impeachment. But right before impeachment, she introduced this censure resolution and it says, whereas President Trump has undermined America's national security and the safety of our people with a growing list of unconstitutional and reckless actions, including but not limited to violating the War Powers Resolution and Article 1 of the Constitution by carrying out acts of war without congressional approval, illegally and unconstitutionally using U.S. military forces to occupy and pillage oil field reserves of Syria, a sovereign nation, recklessly enabling President Erdogan of Turkey to invade and occupy northern Syria and conduct ethnic cleansing of Syrian Kurds. That one, by the way, I'm, that, that one's kind of dumb. That was Donald Trump like re, uh, regrouping troops in Syria, pulling them away from the border. Um, I was more in agreement with Rand Paul on this one. Um, like, who are we going to fight? Turkey, who's technically an ally, or are we going to fight ISIS? Or we fight? I mean, which side are we on here? Like, there's so many fucking confusing alliances taking place in Syria. We shouldn't be there at all. So I actually think Donald Trump 
made the right move by moving troops away from the border and not getting involved in that conflict any more than we had to. Anyway, just had to throw that in there. Uh, four, continued support for Saudi Arabia's genocidal war in Yemen that has caused death, suffering, and starvation. Uh, and five, recklessly abandoning nuclear agreements and treaties like the INF Treaty with Russia and the Iran Nuclear Agreement, thereby increasing the risk of nuclear war, nuclear proliferation, and war with Iran. So, yeah. There are tons of things in that censure resolution that are truly fucking evil that led to the deaths of many, many people, compromised our national security, uh, led us closer to World War III. <laughs> like, if you're going to go after Trump for anything, totally should have been those things. But the Democrats can't go after him for that because they're all complicit in the same type of shit. Some of the exact same stuff or some very similar things. So Tulsi Gabbard being one of the Democrats who was not complicit in the things she listed was able to introduce a censure resolution, but none of the other Democrats did. They all ignored it. Uh, so then I talk a little bit about how Donald Trump is not only a war criminal, but he's also an Epstein client. So this is going to make a lot of people mad, but you got to hear me out because this is true. Uh, the extent of his involvement is unknown. So I want to throw that in there because I don't know if Donald Trump raped underage girls. I don't know. So I'm not going to claim he did. What we do know is that he was on the properties. I interviewed Maria Farmer. Uh, you guys, I should have pulled that clip up. But Maria Farmer uh, was working on Les Wexner's property in Ohio. And she also went to multiple Epstein properties throughout the country. And she and overseas and I forget which uh, property it was actually, but Donald Trump came into the room and was eyeing her in a sexually, uh, you know, a sexually aggressive way. And Epstein came up to him and said, no, 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 she's not for you and took him into another room. So yes, that is an eyewitness account. So could she have made it up? I guess. I don't know. I doubt it, but I, uh, that is enough to be like, wait a second, what's going on here. And then on top of that, Donald Trump has been on Jeffrey Epstein's jet multiple times. So, and Maria Farmer is not the only eyewitness to claim that Trump was on one of the properties. I think Virginia Gouffray was the other one who saw him. So multiple eyewitness accounts of him being on the properties and he's been on Epstein's plane. So a lot of conservatives are screaming like, Oh, why don't you go after the Epstein client list instead of Donald Trump? Well, Donald Trump is on the Epstein client list. He's, been on, he's in the flight log and he's been to his properties. But the Democrats and the FBI can't go after Trump for this because they're also complicit. And the FBI, if any of you guys know anything about the Epstein case, was completely complicit with uh, with Jeffrey Epstein and Les Wexner back in 1996 when Maria Farmer reported both of them to the FBI, it got memory hold, like the lower down people kind of started reporting on it. But that when it got higher up in the ranks, it got shut down. Nothing's been done about it because the FBI is complicit in the whole thing. And so are like most of the Democrats. So that's basically it. That's all I got. Uh, wasn't too long, but um, I don't know. I think uh, the obvious case we have here is that the Democrats and the intelligence agencies can't stick Trump with anything truly seriously evil because they have all done things equally as evil or 
more evil than Trump. So they're going to keep going after him for this more or less petty shit. Um, I'm seeing reports that the information he had was nuclear, like literally, like it, it was relating to nuclear weapons or something. I have no idea if that's true. Uh, I don't know. Like if this actually ends up being something serious, I'll be surprised. And I think this is just another attempt to get him on something more or less menial. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like I said earlier, I got no allegiance to Trump. I don't care if he ends up rotting in prison, but it is kind of dumb if he ends up rotting in prison over this instead of, you know, starving people in Yemen, uh, you know, giving the Golan Heights to Israel, bending over backwards for the Saudis, um, you know, almost getting us into World War Three by murdering the top general of Iran, which is a sovereign country. Like those are the types of things he should be locked away for, but might end up being this. Uh, and I don't know if the make America, uh, if the make America great again, crowd is going to take this lying down. Like even if it's a hundred percent legitimate and they can prove it's a hundred percent legitimate, I don't expect them to ever accept this. So I don't really know what's going to happen going forward, but it's very interesting. It's weird having no horse in this race and just kind of watching from a distance and seeing what happens. But leave your thoughts in the comments. Sorry if I kind of stumbled through that. Uh, it was live. This wasn't pre-recorded, so I was just kind of pulling everything up as I went. I was going to try to edit a full-length video and put it together, but it would have taken me a few days, and then I don't know what would have happened by then. The information in a few days might be completely different than it is now. So that's what I got for us right now. So yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. I'm just as interested as you are. I think on Sunday, I'm going to have Connor Freeman on the show. Don't know what we're going to be talking about yet. I met him out in Las Vegas. He's with the Libertarian Institute. Uh, great guy, good libertarian thinker. Um and I've got some other things in the works. I was working on Roger Stone and I'd actually gotten in contact with the secretary and we we're going to book a date and everything. But with all the shit that's blown up over January 6th and now this, like, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. He's probably super busy, but we'll see. Um, I'm trying it. Jesse Kelly. I have a contact line to him. Uh, I also sent him an email. So I'm trying for some bigger names. Uh, we'll see if they happen. I met Tulsi Gabbard again down in Florida, talked to her for a few minutes. Um, I didn't bring up the show thing. She knows I want to have her on the show. It's trying to just be a nice person and just act normal and not <laughs> talk about that type of stuff. So hopefully someday, but I'm not holding my breath on that one at all. Um, and we got four horsemen coming on the 28th. We're working on a surprise guest for that right now. Um, and I will be at the Ron Paul Institute event in Washington, D.C. on September 3rd. It's the anatomy of a police state. I think Jeff Deist is going to be speaking there, but Eric Jackman, Adam Fitzgerald, Patrick McFarland, Dave DeCamp, and I are all going to be there. So it's going to be fun. If you're in the D.C. area, definitely check it out. Just Google Ron Paul Institute anatomy of a police state. If there's still tickets available, I'm sure you'll find it that way. Um, yeah, uh, someone, let's see, I got a couple comments here. Let's see. If I can answer some of them. We got a lot of people here. 
right. Um, Reed, abolish the FBI. Nah, man, the FBI is a tool. Not arresting Epstein is kind of how blackmail operations work. Mossad and China would love to abolish the FBI. They will happily fill that vacuum. Well, um, I would say they're they've filled it anyway, especially the Mossad. I mean, look at how Epstein got away with everything. What's <laughs> like the, the Mossad basically infiltrated the FBI. Uh, they're the biggest co-conspirators with uh, foreign intelligence agencies like the NSA, the CIA and the Israeli Mossad on nine 11 and the, uh, the uh, Saudi Arabian Macbeth, like all these intelligence agencies, instead of like actually protecting our own countrymen, they ended up, you know, actually seeing what was happening with the Saudis transferring money to Nawaf al-Hazmi and Khalid al-Madar and didn't do anything about it. So I don't really understand what purpose they serve. They're not actually keeping us safe. They're not uh, protecting America. So why, why do we need them? Uh, like Ron Paul said, the investigative, uh, um, the, the investigative um, crime research and everything that can be handled by the states, the state justice departments. We don't need the FBI to do that. The FBI is it, it sucks. Uh, I don't think it's going to get dismantled, though, at least not anytime soon. I think that that mostly rests at your state level uh, pushback, you know, and there's a lot of stuff you can't even do. Like if they have a legitimate warrant and they have if it's some case where they do actually have authority over the state, there's not really anything your state can do. But in every situation where the FBI doesn't have legal authority, the state government should be trying to push them out of the state and not let them administer any judgment. Uh, um you need a horse in the race, man. I'll take a trash Trump over 87,000 IRS agents. Well, I think, um, I don't know. I think Trump kind of paved the way for all this stuff. Like he didn't really give any meaningful pushback when he was in there. Um, I will agree. He's a little bit better than Biden. And he, you know, like, I, I don't think his, like I was saying earlier, I don't think his personal instincts are as bad as the people around him. But effectively, he didn't really change anything. He was steamrolled by the military industrial complex. He signed every bill that came to his desk, including the one he vetoed and said, you need to bring me back a clean bill and then I'll sign this bullshit. They, they just sent him back the same bill and he signed it anyway. So I don't really see what Trump did to help us. And if anything, he was just kind of a he just kind of sedated the anti-establishment uh, anti-war, anti-government movement because they thought, oh, Trump's in there taking on the deep state, locking up all the pedophiles when he wasn't doing anything. He was completely ineffective. Uh, so I don't know. I don't. He's not my horse. It's all over for MAGA. The 1,325th time I've heard that. Yeah, I don't think it's all over. Uh, like I said, uh, we'll see what comes out of this. I sort of doubt that they actually have something really serious they can pin him with. But they don't really need something that serious. And so I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. I know as little about it as you guys do. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but, uh, 
Epstein, Maxwell, that's all Israeli Mossad infiltration. They've been controlling Congress for decades. They killed JFK because he wasn't trying to prevent Israel from getting nukes. Yeah, go watch uh, New Mech. I've got a trailer for that on my channel, and it'll give you a link to the full video. It's about Israel stealing the bomb and the theory that JFK was the only one trying to stop them, and that's why he was gotten rid of. Don't want to give away any secrets. And I also don't know enough to know if the second part of that is true. So go check it out. Decide for yourself. Uh, but to my point earlier, um, what good is the FBI if the Israeli Mossad basically gets away with whatever they want to anyway? Uh, but that's uh, that's it, guys. I'm going to head out. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, sorry if it was a little choppy, but just kind of threw it all together. Wanted to get the information out there. I will catch you guys on Sunday with Connor Freeman. See you then.